0: Get a little house. Coldsman. I know that guy who was a mortgage broker. Really? Ralphie? I love you. I love you too, baby. Hey. If it's a boy, we'll name him after me. If it's a girl, we'll name it Tracy after hey. you. This way she can grow up to be a cocksuckin' slob, just like her mother. Are you out of your fucking mind? Are you out of your mind, indeed.
1: It is yet again another one of those that episodes of The Sopranos. Welcome to Cut to Black. We are discussing the episode University, which is, what, the sixth episode of season three. I am Jim Scampoli.
0: I'm Jacob Burrows, and boy howdy, it's a learning experience for all of us here at uh, uh, So University, Sopranos (laughs) University. Uh, We're all learning about ourselves and what we're capable of, and why Ralphie was uh, always a scumbag, and uh, everyone always knew, and everyone was just (laughs) kind of like... Oh, he's just around uh, because he's made. If you're, Once you're made, everything's cool, I guess. Yes, it's uh, episode six, everybody.
1: Well, he's a good earner. Uh, this episode mm. was written by Terrence Winter, uh, who's a name we've heard before and we'll hear again, uh, based on a story idea by David Chase. Terrence Winter Todd a Kessler, Robin Green, and Mitchell Bur- uh, Burgess, directed by Alan Coulter, another name we've heard before, and I believe we'll hear again a few more times. But before we get into the nitty-gritty of the episode uh i would like to read this review we got real quick on itunes you can submit uh your review of cut to black a soprano sit down on itunes or any of your podcast readers we do prefer itunes by the way help get the word out about the show this one's from Silvio's provolone great name by the way uh this is a review As a general uh, rule, I don't particularly enjoy television shows or discussion thereof. (laughs) Oh, this is a good one.
0: Mm, Great. Great start.
1: (laughs) (laughs) However, I watched The Sopranos last winter for the first time. After the cut to black, I had little choice but to watch the whole thing again. Once I concluded uh, my second run through, I needed something to fill the Sopranos void in my life. I stumbled across Cut to Black and have remained enthralled by the series. I love the approach they take and the banter and analysis are engaging and thought provoking. Thanks so much. Five stars. Wow. What a great review.
0: What a fantastic review. Yeah. You think you can beat it? Yeah. Just go to iTunes and leave your own five-star <laughs> review, and we'll happily read about how great we are. Hey, if you want some criticism, uh, you can email that, like, to shows what you yeah. know, show at com. <laughs> Maybe keep it positive on the reviews front, just saying. Uh, we do really appreciate that, though, and uh, do feel free to leave one of your own. Yes. Um. So let's get into the episode here. I will say, as an overall thought, Uh, you know, even leaving aside the big stuff that happens in the episode, it felt like there were definitely more scenes in this than there would like in most episodes it felt yeah. kind of like not necessarily rushed but kind of like short scenes because they wanted to span a longer period of time and they would cut in a scene that's just like one or two shots here and there and then it's on to the next one on to the next one because i don't know they wanted it well, to have a certain pace I
1: yes guess. and i think i mean uh, there's a clear connection they're trying to make and i think they were trying to put some emphasis on the connection by doing that because it's it's a lot, specifically it's a lot of cutting back back and forth between Meadow and then Tracy or even even more specifically like Meadow's roommate, Caitlin and Tracy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I've noticed that it's kind of been like that uh, throughout this season as well because I try to like note, most scenes as i'm going through just so i can kind of remember the order they're in and yes with season three i have way longer lists because they they are shorter scenes uh as they're kind of cutting around dropping in with different characters and yeah, to your point kind of showing that it's not just like the span of a couple days here
0: yeah and it's almost uh, at times i felt they were cutting like while the camera hadn't almost finished its shot uh like they they're like the camera's still in motion and then it cuts to another thing and it's in motion lots of like lots of motion going on uh which is part of the same thing i guess it did it did feel a little bit like oh what what's happening um but i guess that works for the episode
1: well and a couple i mean i'm sure i even missed a few i think i made a note of two specifically a couple really uh smart transitions uh where it is a new location new scene but it's cut in the way that it's very connected to the previous scene.
0: Hmm, okay. Let's I mean, I, 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 yeah, I'll beginning.
1: call them out when we get to them.
0: Sure. So uh, we, we may not go through every single scene since there are so many, but, yeah. you know, starting it out, we are introduced to a new character who comes up to tony and has baked some bread and they explain that that's not good where you don't need to be doing that especially since you're ralphie's girl and i'm like oh what a lucky girl uh, oh, yeah, what definitely. a lucky gal this is
1: yes yeah tracy comes up to tony she made him some bread um and i was reading a couple different reviews of this episode and someone did point out it's like she made him bread because his advice was to take your kid to the hospital like <laughs> he was yeah. like oh thanks for the advice i took him to see the doctor and it's like okay uh he didn't know to do that and i I'll, thought
0: i i thought it would be like oh you you saw you knew somehow knew that he had cancer like yeah that's so amazing but no it was really nice just like you got to do something about that like stop it and she's like oh my god tony spoke to me
1: well it's fun because it's like it does also. If you think about it, it tells us how that reaction, that it previous interaction went, uh, because how Tony's always just kind of like, "Oh yeah, okay," and it's just like going to the next room or getting away from her. She was probably like, "Tony, you know, my kid's got a chest cold," and he's like, "Oh yeah, go to the doctor," and then he leaves. And then she was like, yeah. "Oh my god, that is genius. Go to the doctor," <laughs> uh, and and, and yeah. I guess to talk about that because obviously we see this throughout the episode. And, I mean, it it does show us, of course, that uh, Tony has these chances to kind of show empathy and help someone. But then also, I mean, if you want to read it in a cynical way, is it her trying to move up the ladder in a weird way? I mean, obviously, she's too naive. I don't believe that there's that much uh, forethought going on with Tracy. But is that part of it?
0: Hmm. I don't know. It is, like you mentioned, it's certainly him going, like, I'm not engaging in this ever, like, in, over and over. Um, but it's also for her own good, in a way. Yeah. Well, at, at least that's what I thought at first. But then, you know, Ralphie's not so great either, so it's not really for her own good. Uh, it's not like, she's like he's like, oh, you should go to school. You should get out of this. Uh, no, no, you, you need to pay off these, uh, these braces, so uh, never mind. Um, I, a little bit, I guess. Tony's just nicer than Ralphie as well, and... Yeah. Uh, And a a nice, powerful father figure. So that's probably part of it.
1: Very true. And um, I mean, I guess they do hint at there must have been some more interaction because Tony does bring up later that he knows about, I mean, she was, what, putting cigarettes out on her son's arm, he mentions. But then she's like, well, that was tied to how my mom used to hold my hand over the stove, like. So a lot of, sa- I mean, there's a lot of sadness in this episode, clearly. Um, but I mean, I guess yeah. that does hint that maybe he at least talked to her a few times.
0: Yeah. No, that's true. Uh, um,
1: and- I-, I want to quick call. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But um, they, Sorry. the song, there's the song that's running through the episode, uh, the song by the mm-hmm. Kinks. Um, I got to pull it up real quick. I forget that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Living on a Thin Line. Because at first I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this song. I must watch this episode not too long ago. Nope it's from the finale of Vice principles I was trying oh. to place it uh, it's such a great song and it's used for, I mean it's used great in vice principles it's used great here because I like how it comes back a few times and it does become like a little bit more haunting uh, as the episode goes through but I just want to
0: give a quick shout out to that I think I also, I mean, I recognized it, but I recognized it, I guess, from Vice Principals most recently then. Yeah. <laughs> um, great show. You should check that out. We have a discussion on it on com. Yep. Um, but yes, yeah, so Ralphie, you know, uh, what am I talking about? What do you mean? He, what, what do I mean? He's a great, he's a bad guy. He's he's just having dinner here with the family. He's joking around, got his gladiator quotes. Ain't nothing bad going to come of that.
1: Yep. Yep. And then Jackie Jr. shows up. He left his keys. And Jackie Jr. still kind of giving Ralphie the cold shoulder, as you would if your, you know, father passed away. Um, I guess fairly recently, not that recent, but you're not good, mm. you're not going to be warming up to your mom's new boyfriend. Uh, he does say, you know, say hi to Meadow for me, trying to uh, plant some seeds there, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut in to Meadow and Noah, uh, you know, making out a little bit, having a. It's- Conversation
0: Speaking of plants and seeds. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off there. <laughs> no, but, uh, that was worth it. What were you saying? Yeah, that was yeah, absolutely was, it worth was. it.
1: Uh, yeah, just kind of doing the cutesy, like, what about when you saw me? What do you think? Oh, yeah, okay. And then they're rudely interrupted by Caitlin, who has also has seen a new thing that's set her off. Uh, what, at this point, what was it? Um, she, it
0: was Freaks. Yes. You know, that what? nice, relaxing film you watch if you don't want to stress out. And I they... I can't tell if it's the actor or the writing. Maybe it's a little of both.
1: Uh, how Noah is so perfect at being douchey all the time. Because even when she says freaks, he says, like, the year and the director. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, Although I feel like I've probably done that, too. So I guess I see a little bit of myself. We understand that the, yeah. the pretentious, like, scrub. Uh, and, yeah, it, it, but even Meadow points out, like, stop seeing, like, don't see these movies or whatever. Like, stop upsetting yourself. Um, and what, she's pulling her hair out and, you know, just basically crying for help in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, Meadow just grabs the old scalpel off the desk and heads upstairs <laughs> yeah. uh, to Noah where there's a sex scene. And, uh, I mean, also here... um he expresses, like, oh, we should do this for Caitlyn or whatever. And she's like, oh, my God, you're so nice. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Most guys wouldn't even care because this is such a nice guy, everybody. Um, well, and see, he yes. has the
1: perfect response, uh, I'm not like other guys.
0: It's uh, great yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, he's not like other guys. There's a sex scene where they do, like, a crossfade to start it off. Like, there's, the editing felt a little bit strange throughout the episode, and this scene works, but it's also, I guess, you know, because you want to cut around nudity or whatever, but it's also, like, edited in an interesting way, let's say. Yeah, Uh, and one,
1: backtrack a tad, um, I should have called this out before, but, like, why does Meadow have an in sync poster? I, I mean, noticed that. I, I guess. I mean. I, I mean. Obviously, what this is like 2001. This is early 2001. I mean, they were yeah. huge, but I still feel like when you're in college, you wouldn't have an InSync poster. But maybe I'm just remembering it wrong. M and M's warped my memory, and I thought that everyone hated InSync at the time. But she has an InSync poster. Then she goes upstairs to have sex. That's the
0: main thing we're getting out of the show right now. Absolutely, that's so true. Um, so so that's the scene. you got the sex scene. What happens after that? Uh, um, well, she yeah. comes home with a sunny disposition, which I <laughs> react exactly like Carmilla, like, oh yeah, I forgot Meadow knows how to smile sometimes because she's been so moody, not just with Tony, but in general, just her you know, her look of like what uh, is so yeah. characteristic almost lends some truth to Noah's comments that she's a bit cynical and things like that. but uh, but we like that. We enjoyed that, surely.
1: Yes, yeah, and what I like, yeah, she's she's being all uh, nice and happy. friendly and happy, and she starts bringing up the um ah, the 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 hotel, uh, New York. Why am I spacing right now? But either way, it's it's a nice callback because remember when uh, Carmela wanted to take her to go get tea um, at the hotel, and then th- that was when Meadow was moody meadow and she didn't want to go and she told Carmella Carmela that she only did it because she liked it but now she's yeah. saying like we're going and blah 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 and then Tony comes down of course she's still mad at Tony and what I like about uh and Tony calls this out because she starts talking about Caitlin and kind of complaining about her and Tony tries to join in but then she's acting like Tony's being a dick but he yeah. even just says like I'm just agreeing with you uh and as we see throughout the episode like Yeah, she does feel for this person, but it's anyone can kind of be like, oh, man, that poor person. But then when you have to deal with it directly, you're like, "Eh, I got to get out of here. I don't want to deal with this. Uh, And as we see, that plays out over and over again throughout this episode.
0: Yes. Um, So speaking of which, uh, the next scene... Or is it the next scene? No, oh, yeah. Tracy's trying to get in. No, they're, they're she's already in. They're they're in the VIP. Yeah. You know, you gotta get in the VIP, which have we actually seen this location before?
1: No, I don't think so. Or maybe uh now I was gonna say maybe when Chris first gets made they were celebrating there, but then maybe that was a different location. But yeah, we're introduced mm. to the VIP work. We see Georgie running the door. It's fifty bucks to him plus a blowjob later, uh, because you're gonna make it grand, easy or whatever in this room you know having sex with gross uh goombas uh, the
0: befores and the before the befores yeah, so to speak. yeah. <laughs> exactly hey do you hear what i said jim yeah. i said it's before before the befores yes well i love
1: tony's um. reaction because tony doesn't even say the punchline right tony goes yeah before and after and it's like no that wasn't <laughs> yes. a punchline tony
0: <laughs> yes and then ralph shows up and he's doing the gladiator thing uh, to the one thousand percent. He's come to reclaim Rome for his people, etc. And yells about it. And um, what's the what's the door guy's name? You mentioned it, just Georgie.
1: Now. He even he yeah. even before he starts going at Georgie, he kind of goes around the room and like shits on everyone almost. I mean, especially yes, Gigi. What- <laughs> we know he doesn't like Gigi because he got passed over. He makes a comment about Gigi's brother or something must be gay. Uh, and then, yeah, then he's back at Georgie poking him with a pool cue
0: because of Gladiator. Yes. Well, even before that, when he's just hugging him and yelling, uh, like yeah. he's like, wait, wait, Gladiator? Oh, like the movie? Oh, didn't see it. Ha ha ha. And he's like being nice. Uh, but Ralphie's not being nice. No. He's, he's being the guy who like shows up to the party way too drunk, even though I don't necessarily know that he's that drunk or high or whatever. He's He's on something, it looks like um then he grabs a chain like ha ha isn't this funny that i'm doing this and uh blinds georgie
1: well and also speaking to the editing like i rewound it a few times i don't know where he got that chain like he has a pool cue and he's poking him with it and he throws it down then it cuts to like uh bobby Bacalabi and like this guy's Ubats, so whatever he says, and then it cuts back, and Ralphie has a chain already like I'm like, where did he get that? Like I understand there'd be a pool cue in there, but is there a chain on the wall? Maybe they're doing some weird S&M stuff in the VIP room. I guess that's where it's from, and yeah he's yeah. got a, like a big lock on the end and he's swinging it around, and of course he hits Georgie in the eyeball with it.
0: <laughs> yeah and poor tony is all interrupted in his uh activities has to rush out and go like what the fuck come on but it's like he, he, his, the punishment there is like you take him to the emergency room and he's kind of like "Ah, but tony like yeah. it's not really a reaction <laughs> yeah. or, or or like punishment really it's just like get the fuck out of here with this um well and so if they leave
1: if i could be blue for a moment um ah blue oh my god i didn't even realize where i was going here but when tony gets interrupted he's getting the most aggressive head i've ever seen like it's really bizarre. Oh, yeah. it's really bizarre what's happening in that room uh but yeah of course tony's annoyed but it's just the bizarre of the way it's played out and i think tracy asked him about the bread again and um he's like oh yeah whatever uh and he, yeah of course ralphie has to take uh georgie to the emergency room
0: Yeah, and we have the scene ends with Tracy walking to the door, and then we open with Meadow opening a door, kind of even cutting on motion there. Her walking around the room, and and her roommates there being all worried that she would have been had her throat slit in the night, and she's still grabbing at her hair and everything, so so that's all well and good. And uh she just needs to get out of there. I think it gets to her there and she goes, Jesus Christ already, and actually runs upstairs.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean uh each time um each time like basically she has to deal with uh Caitlin for like more than a few minutes she just makes an excuse. Because before she said she's going to the library but she goes to Noah's uh this time well then after going to noah she went home or whatever this time she's just like yeah jesus christ and goes to noah's and um is it is it noah's idea or meadow's idea to do like a birthday thing for Noah's Noah's idea idea. okay
0: maybe we could do this to cheer her up uh oh you're so sweet let's have sex again and we cut away thankfully um so yeah it's, it's Another scene where Tony is already like so annoyed, and Tracy comes up to him because he's like yelling about the gas company or whatever <laughs> on the phone. Yeah, with Janice, and she's like, "This is my opportune moment." Comes up grinning with her new braces and everything, and uh, we find out now she's uh, in debt. Um, Silvio's juicing her, and we all know, we know all about juicing. Um, mm. So uh, you know, great.
1: It's just weird because the thing, I, I, the thing I get to wonder, like I, I, I know he mentions later on she's into him for three Gs, and, I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess if she's thought of as Ralphie's girl, because if she's hanging out in the VIP, is she not like making a bunch of money? But I guess maybe Tracy's not that financially smart with, the, <laughs> with her money. I don't know
0: yeah i don't i don't know i also don't know if the promise of like just 50 and a blowjob and you'll make grands. i don't know if that's actually accurate well yeah but it Um, just it
1: seems like you would but you're right i mean you think paulie's gonna really come through with uh what he promises you after you blow him or whatever or when she has to blow that cop later if she's really if, if ralphie's giving her money
0: yeah Very true. So the birthday celebrations are underway. It's not going that great. Um, Then there's a homeless woman and really shows uh, this uh, roommate's ups and downs because it's like, oh my God, we just have to do something to help and run up with money. It's never like standing still. It's always completely one way or the other way. She runs up and obviously, like they've said, she's overwhelmed, but it's also like, uh, th- things affect her very much uh, yes and uh, so she's very much affected when they see this homeless woman with a the new york post or whatever up as her, butt as crack. her
1: diaper uh oh, real yeah. quick i can't believe we missed it but earlier when she says i miss my ferrets what a great i <laughs> what i that's what's one of the things i love about the sopranos is they're really good at like because this is a serious thing, like clear clearly, Caitlyn has issues and stuff that are going on. But they throw in it, that's a funny line, and it, I mean, and it's also funny to see a lady with a newspaper diaper. But also, uh, what I like about this is, in a weird way, she's reacting how we should react. I think Louis C.K., disgraced comedian, has a <laughs> has a bit like that of how you know he brought someone from out of town to New York City, and as they're like walking from the down a block the person's like oh my god there's someone homeless and they're trying to give them money or food and and everyone else is like no no <laughs> you ignore them what are you doing because uh, in a weird way she's reacting how you should and you know noah and meadow uh you know pride themselves on being good people even though we see that noah's things are kind of just weird empty platitudes to kind of just make himself look better to meadow and meadow yeah. when faced directly with it can't handle it But also, yeah, someone should help this homeless lady that's rambling to herself and has a newspaper diaper. But then again, they're they're a dime a dozen, so how are you going to help them all?
0: Yeah, so true. Uh, the only thing you you can do is go home and pour yourself some vodka. I do love the shot of her pouring like straight alcohol and saying no more drugs. Like, yeah, she doesn't want to take any pills, well, but meanwhile, med- self medicating like Tony would.
1: Yeah, no more drugs, and yeah, I was about to drink vodka straight. But that that this is one of the cuts, by the way, because when it cuts back to Ralphie's having sex with Tracy, and she, he's yeah. asked her if she's crying, and she puts her head down, and she's bl- blowing a cop. And he says, "Like, watch the braces, honey." It cuts to caitlin with her head down, like crying, and then looking up. Like it's, it's, it, you know, obviously deliberate. It looks like it almost could just be cutting to her, like in the same scene or whatever. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, the, Meadow and and uh, Noah. Of course, it's like I, I understand, even though I'm kind of saying like she's doing the wrong thing. I know, like in reality, if I was faced with that too, I'd be like, Oh, I can't deal with this right now. I can't deal with this person who's yelling about death and throats cut and missing Lindbergh babies and stuff like
0: that yeah and that's what Noah does of like I, I gotta go my friend's coming on the red eye we're gonna <laughs> do this and that without you by the way uh so Meadow's like huh okay and looks at her crazy um sorry that's offensive her disturbed uh maybe that's worse roommates and uh, heads home to lie down in bed with Carmela and sort of uh, do a bit of girl talk but not too much girl talk
1: yeah, and I mean, there's got to be a connection here where Tracy gets braces and they keep talking about Meadow's dentist appointment. I mean, obviously, that's kind of on the nose, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they have a, you know, uh, it's kind of a nice talk, again, because cause now yeah, we've seen Meadow treat Carmela like shit in the past, but now, you know, she loves her mother, just like Tony said, she'll come back to you, but she's not coming back to Tony anytime soon, at least in the moment. Um, and then what we get Tracy trying to confide in Tony, Tony stumbles out of the Bing, uh, apparently been there all night. He's like, he's got wads of money in his hand for some reason, and he's taken aback by the sunlight. And then again, like you (laughs) pointed out, Tracy sees this as a great opportunity to confide in in Tony and tell him that uh, she's pregnant with Ralphie's kid.
0: Yeah, and I will say I thought the uh, way this would escalate might be that Tony does give the advice of basically like, yeah, if we don't get any more little Ralphies running around, it wouldn't be the end of the world. So I thought this would be like how the conflict would brew between him and the Ralphie. Like, you got her to have an abortion of my child, my child, because I don't think Ralphie has any children, does he?
1: yeah i don't think so i uh not that we've at least seen yeah because we've only seen him with rosalie and yeah just try to talk to um jackie i can't yeah. remember i mean the reason why i'm saying it that way i can't remember if they do a sopranos thing where later on they're like oh yeah he has this kid all the yeah, time the wife. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah of course it's a possibility but um but either way uh tony gives that advice which she um i don't know i don't know it's not really what she wanted to hear i guess um but there it is. I mean, it's it's not the worst advice in the world, but yes, okay. So another great dinner table scene where Meadow like, holds out her glass and shakes it like mm-hmm. a weirdo. Like It doesn't even make sense that anyone would do that <laughs> to their family, right? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, freshen me up or whatever.
1: Uh, I guess it's just kind of showing her weird entitlement and her privileged living that she has. Um, yeah. And again, I mean, like we're seeing throughout this episode – I mean, even more so than, of course, uh, what, what Tony sees with Tracy afterwards, uh, you know, girl just about Meadow's age with quite a different path. But uh, both Meadow and Tony have these opportunities to help someone that needs help and they're kind of not there for it.
0: Yeah, and uh, speaking of helping people, Caitlin shows up to Noah's place because I, I assume her thinking is, well, Meadow keeps going da- up there and she comes down all in a good mood, so I'll try <laughs> doing the same, just sitting yeah. there and studying. Uh, I did think they would go the more obvious route of like, oh, my God, Noah had sex with her and yeah. then this, but they don't. Uh, they- it's instead about how his paper got ruined by her because she was there talking a bunch, which is even like, yeah, I guess that was mainly her fault, but you, you did write it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it just shows kind of what a worm Noah is, Um, and yeah, they do play with our expectations because it fades out in a weird way, and I guess we're supposed to, I think they do want us to assume that they're going to hook up or whatever, Uh, but I do like they just go with he's freaking out because he got a C- and I got to go to law school in two years. I need options. He's just such that classic douche, (laughs) basically. Yes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, Caitlin, though, I mean, she's talked to her parents and she's going to go to some horse farm and, like, she's going to be all better. And is she, does, she, does she appear in the episode after that? I think that's, like, a wrap on her. I think we end positively as far as Caitlin. She's the only one who comes out on top in the episode, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I like how it's played out, though, because, too, she is kind of talking about something. Like, she is doing what appears to be a positive step with what she's how she's being affected by the city and uh like kind of overloaded with emotion and can't handle things yeah she's gonna go to vermont with some horses or something but even meadows reaction she's still kind of just annoyed with her uh but yeah. she, she, even though she does she's like oh that's great but like at first she's just still kind of like just just like annoyed but oh i love yeah, she says uh, rep-
0: oh, Go okay uh, uh you, no, you right. go ahead. well I was going to uh, say I uh, forgot
1: right. that she does say as long as I'm not freaked out by the sound of pine trees
0: <laughs> I had a feeling you were about yeah. to say exactly the same yeah. thing I was yeah. Uh yeah and Meadow's just like I'm going to Noah's and takes her pillow and walks out and pretty much a, a sitcom moment just adds some canned laughter on that and it'll work Yep. Uh, so then they wa- they're they watching uh, Ralphie and uh Tracy yeah. are watching this um gladiator thing this gladiator movie that uh, I guess Christopher recommended. Yeah, they're watching that
1: Spartacus
0: mm, Oh, Kirk okay. Douglas. Okay.
1: They didn't have flat tops in ancient Greece or ancient Rome, whatever he says.
0: Yeah, and he, but that's like this scene is again. It's usually they would have just made this the scene, but then they cut back to uh, you know Noah complaining about you know how she got this awful, awful, or he got this awful grade, a C of all things. And uh, hey, it's a C minus. Then we got cut back. That's yeah, almost C- a D. Even, it's almost
1: a D. Oof. This is a big deal.
0: That's very, that's very true. <laughs> uh, so then we go back to Ralphie where. Let's see. Yeah, it's knocking on the door because we've already found out that what the fuck, she's been gone for three days and uh, Silvio's there to pick up Tracy, which just in the end, like Ralphie fights back a little bit, but he's basically just laughing. Well, yeah, he
1: fights back out of like, not concern. He fights back more out of like, you're disrespecting me by showing up and like taking my girl. But then when Silvio says she owes him money, that's when he's like, all right, you got to go uh i do like that they kind of casually show here that ralphie's aware that she's pregnant so it, it yeah. doesn't become this thing of like he freaks out because she's pregnant or or whatever he just doesn't care at all uh i mean you yeah. see that later on as well but she also does like bring it up at, this, at one point here but he's just eating a pop tart drinking a fresca he doesn't give a shit silvio slaps her and then ralphie's laughing and then they cut to Ralphie laughing again, like at the dinner party, but everyone's laughing. So it's kind of another one of yeah. those I was talking about. And But they're just laughing at like such a mundane story. But it also is interesting because now we're seeing all these guys with their wives. And we've seen yeah. them at the VIP, at the Bing, like with all these, yeah, whoas.
0: Yeah, as far as Silvio as well, I mean, he's so likable. This is a this is a little rough for his character. I mean, obviously, he's juicing her. He's got to get that money, you know, bada-bing, bada-boom. But uh, it, it's still it's still a little rough. Like, well, he's yeah. not the worst character in this episode, but it's not great.
1: Well, not only does he, he slap her, and then he's like, your shaved twat belongs to me until you pay me off or whatever he says. Like, yeah, it's it was pretty rough stuff.
0: Yeah. And uh, so, like you mentioned, we have the dinner table where, again um again junior shows up to get keys or whatever like i'm not even like this is one of those scenes it's very quick i don't i can't even identify what they're doing with this scene
1: yeah it's i think it's just the transition and then just showing them now in this more classic suburban setting with their wives acting like everything's great um coming off of a scene where we saw one of these characters laughing at another character, slapping a young girl and dragging her into a car. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, Jackie Jr. again is looking for keys or going out or something or other. Just kind of just a reminder. But now everyone's like, yeah, hitting those books, Uh, making the Dean's List. Give me the guy's name. I'll go like they're making dad jokes and stuff. Uh, It's just kind of showing the like, I guess the suburban life to me.
0: Yeah, it's like no drinking and driving. He's like, yeah, whatever you say, Ralphie. Yeah, or or or, well, whatever it was they said. Um, even showing a little bit more warmth towards Ralphie, which is you know not great at this point. Anyway, Noah meets up with his father and uh, Meadow at a restaurant where she's uh, upset that it's not fancy enough. Now, you know, later, obviously, Noah breaks up with her. Is it influenced by her his father meeting her and not liking her?
1: I think that's total, well I think that's part of it for sure that's part of that, my read as well because as we learn that you know our dad is getting a, a restraining order against Caitlyn um, Yeah. <laughs> I think that's part of it and I think part of it as well is at least my read on Noah is this is just what he does uh young girls come in he's a what, what is he? he's like a he's RA, an RA or something Yeah He just takes advantage of being an upperclassman, being this, like, you know, uh, knowledgeable, pretentious douche, and it works, and he just bangs these chicks. Because I think he's already immediately – his little thing with um, going out with his friend or whatever that's coming into town, and Meadow makes the comment of, like, sometimes he's really affectionate and sometimes he's really cold – I think it's par for the course. It probably would have went on longer if not for the Caitlin situation. And I think Noah's dad, I think he absolutely had something to do with it as well.
0: Yeah. And I mean, speaking of after this scene, I mean, it is, we got to call out when they're like, Oh, he's in first class with all the DVDs he can get within <laughs> yeah. arm's reach. They, they've got a ton of DVDs up there. Yeah, It's like, yeah. Yep. Wow. The times have changed. Although, um, yeah, maybe it would work better than what they have now. Who knows?
1: Yeah, he's got a portable DVD player with any movie, but he doesn't even crack the case. Um, and I like his dad, just kind of a douche as well. He's talking about Tim Daly, like hanging out with Tim Daly from Wings or something. And it's another... I mean, obviously, they're not as bad as, like, Tony in the ilk, but there's this level of, like, you know, they're- you're not helping anyone either. You're doing stupid bullshit. Uh, you know, probably swindling people out of money or whatever the fuck you're doing, uh, but you think you're great, uh, but you're I, uh, just a yeah. Piece of uh, shit. And
0: um, this, uh, like, obviously, his dad was a lawyer, so I guess he can do whatever he wants. But don't you kind of need a reason to file a restraining order? <laughs> like, you can't just yeah. go, "I don't like you," you you're restrained. And especially if you live one floor above them, isn't there like, doesn't there have to be some sort of real reason? But hey, if you're a lawyer, I guess you can spin it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who knows? It's such a um, uh, it is such a great response. So it just kind of tells you everything you need to know um, about the uh, Noah and his family. You've already kind of been gleaning it from the way he acts and the way he talks, but that just kind of solidifies it. I mean, and it's an interesting way they go with this character, because, of course, there's the initial Tony racism and because he's because he's black but rather than playing up with the character, rather than playing up any black stereotypes, like Meadow's getting involved in, you know, a gangbanger or some bullshit like that to make Tony be more racist. It's like the complete opposite of what Tony would expect, but it just like, yeah, he's just douchey. Like he's just, he's just an annoying douche.
0: Yeah. I mean, the problem isn't really obviously that he's black. It's that he's from LA. He's from the wrong (laughs) coast. Really? Um, to be hanging out with Meadow, and uh, they go and see a movie, Dementia 13. I guess we have it uh, laid out, what we're going to watch between season three and four, Uh, because it's really strange movies these people apparently go and watch, but I I mean, I I studied film. We didn't go like, I know, I'll go see a weird black-and-white horror film, though maybe I should have.
1: Yeah, maybe if you're in New York, that's all you do. You go to these little theaters and watch you know, freaks, and then Dementia 13. Uh, we there, At the dinner, the, there is, of course, the moment where she asks, uh, where, well, where the father asks Meadow what her family's in, and, of course, she talks about waste management, and then Noah does give a look. Um, I'm sure maybe if Noah does tell his dad, which seems like their very buddy-buddy does tell his dad what f- uh, family she's involved in, that would probably play a part in it as well.
0: yeah. For Noah, it's, uh, I mean, that's gotta be part of like, that's, it's gotta be pretty cool for Noah, probably not that cool for his dad, I guess, being a lawyer and all that. Yeah. So um, then we get into another fun scene uh, in the VIP, just hanging in the VIP like you do, and Tracy walks past uh, really annoyed, uh, throws some comments at Ralphie, and as we know, he doesn't like being disrespected. So he follows her outside and uh, gives the lines from the beginning of the show there. Uh, we put the clip in. Yep. And then he beats her to death. Yes.
1: And it's so weird because, I mean, obviously I remember what happened here, but uh, like knowing where it's going and th- that's re- kind of one of the reasons why I chose the the lines for the beginning because it's it's even more sadistic because he like fucks with her in a weird way by playing around with her emotions and talking about like this. I, I, it's, it's very similar to when Tony, I, at least when Tony did it to um, Janice, it was just kind of a little innocent joke. Like, Oh, you know, Richie. Oh, yeah. yeah. We buried him on a hill overlooking a <laughs> yeah. sunset with leaves all around. It's like, no, what do you think? Uh, but I mean, I guess it's not that Ralphie, I don't, I don't think Ralphie premeditated that he knew he was going to go and beat her to death, but uh i mean he knew he wasn't happy she said like fuck you asshole and said and insinuated he wasn't an actual man in front of the rest of the people and at least what i know about ralphie at this point that's not something you want to do um and yeah i guess she starts he lets her like throws like try to scratch at him and you know and he's like yeah i let yeah. it out you little hua." but then when she hits him with a nice solid right like it's game over it's game over yeah
0: yeah, and, uh, you know, the crew's not too happy with this. Um, they He comes in like, oh, she fell or whatever, you know. And uh, they go out, discover it, and then uh, everyone comes out. Tony calls him an idiot, says he doesn't think, you disrespect this place, uh, and that's the reason why you were passed the fuck over. Um, and he's still sticking with, like, what, it's my fault? She's a klutz, uh, yeah. falling over over here? Uh, and Tony starts uh, beating him, and I'm almost, like... Surprised that the other guys rush in and pull pull Tony off, like yeah, yeah, grab Ralphie, but they're like, no, Tony, you can't be doing this. uh I guess, and like Ralphie yells, he's a made man, and then so on. How dare you? And someone else yells, oh, he's the head of this family, and I'm like, I don't even know the politics of what's going on, but um but yeah, you I guess you gotta get clearance from wherever before you touch a made man. But I do feel like they get murdered all the time in this show as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess even even if you're the boss. Uh, I don't, but I don't know who we would have a sit down with, but it kind of the reason why it's because he's choosing a civilian in a weird way. And because I yeah. mean, even as we see like one of the I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a super brutal scene. It's brutal and violent. And uh, one of the biggest like gut punches to me is when Pauly says, oh, yeah, that too um because when because paulie goes he was way out of line that fuck and then tony's like she was 20 years old and then paulie goes oh yeah that too like no one else even thinks like they they don't think anything about it it's like ah shit he beat this we have a body now we gotta get rid of this body um and tony's the only one i mean obviously i guess because He's got a daughter. Although Silvio's got a daughter, Meadows <laughs> age too. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, clearly they are doing the thing, though. Like this is another like morality test slash like parable or whatever. So kind of for the purpose of that, people are reacting a certain way uh, because this is so. T- to me, it's so tied in with the Employee of the Month episode, uh, as far as you know. In a weird way, this is kind of. Where uh Melfi doesn't tell Tony and then we get to see Tony exact revenge. We kinda get yeah. that a little bit, but Tony can't we want Tony to like rip Ralphie's head off, but he can't. And it's disappointing that whatever their bullshit rules are are what or why he can't do it. Or because Ralphie's uh also a good earner and yeah, he, and he's a made guy. Like it's like, oh okay, so Tony's not this great fucking hero. In a way, he is because he punches him, but that's still not enough for what we see. Because it is, it's a violent, brutal fucking beating. Someone to death. He's banging her head off the side of like the the overpass barrier or whatever. It's really yeah. rough.
0: Yeah, it's rough, and um, and he, he, I felt like he, he, it would have. I mean, he knew she was pregnant. So I felt like that would have been a more significant comment than she's twenty years old. Yeah. But then I guess uh, he wouldn't know if that if, he, if she took his advice or not. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty rough. And um, Speaking of pretty rough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and I was going yeah. in because there's uh I mean people talk about her. the actress that plays her has mentioned that uh, people um canceled their HBO subscriptions after this happened and. Hmm. I wasn't sure. I, I do remember. I do remember it was a big deal. Like it was something a lot of people were talking about. And I did find a, like an Entertainment Weekly uh, review from like the the week it aired. And there was even a point where this week, several female legislators boycotted a press conference set up to call for a New Jersey state film investment fund because actor Joe Pantilano, who's from Hoboken, was scheduled to appear, and they found last Sunday's episode offensive. So because especially this was at, like I was saying before, like after season two, it's when Sopranos felt like this epic, like everyone was talking about the Sopranos, everyone's tuning into the Sopranos. And I guess that's why David Chase shows these opportunities to really like rub the audience face in shit. Because again, this is like, it's such a stark reminder that these people we love, like even though it's not Tony, Chris, Polly, or to an extent Silvio even though we see a slapper even though they're not the ones that beat her to death they're still kind of like ah we get out of here Skipper. we don't need you tied to a body here and get a a rug like it's a real reminder like no you're not supposed to like these people why do you even like why do you even watch my show fuck you audience
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you gotta love that I I will ask you am I uh, I a monster given that this didn't affect me uh, much compared at all to employee of the month
1: No, because the thing is, where you're at, I remember when I first watched it, I was the same way. I was like, oh, that's rough, but it didn't affect me that much. But on this rewatch, it affected me big time. But more so, like I said, it's the small things. It's the the carelessness to most of the characters and then kind of the... uh, Even though Tony shows this active force, it's a weird impotence that he has that he can't do much more than that. And even the small amount that he did do... Is kind of almost like a uh, like an insult to the what this thing of ours, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I just think it's so connected. And I, I wasn't the one that pointed this out, but when I was reading a uh, someone's breakdown of Employee of the Month, they they do mention the cut, like it's like right after either the rape or maybe when she's in the hospital, it cuts to like a stripper's ass at the Bing. Yeah. And who knows how intentional it was, but it does feel like a weird foreshadowing of. Uh, this upcoming episode because it almost feels like this could be the... like It almost feels like they threw an episode in between to be like, ah, it's too much to do back-to-back, but if we throw a, an episode in between of, like, Uncle Junior hijinks and uh, an old man <laughs> shooting someone in the head and someone getting hit in the head with a golf club, that'll be a nice uh, palate cleanse before we have the innocent girl who's beaten to death.
0: Yeah, because at least... I mean, that's what you want out of a gangster show. Usually you want, like... Fuck yeah, gangsters going at it with each other, and like it, it's like some character said at some point, like everyone involved knows the stakes, and if if they get killed, hey, they they did the oath and everything, so they they know this is what we do, soldiers. But, so so it's like it's we're almost allowed to enjoy the violence, you know, but we're not allowed to enjoy this violence So we shouldn't, and we don't. Uh, so I understand, uh, I understand why they would react that way. Um, those lawmakers or whatever you yeah. mentioned. <laughs> well, and then, um, um,
1: and especially with Ralphie, like they do, they like we've talked about this in the previous episodes, uh, they drop Ralphie in and it, you make it seem like he's been around all the time. Uh, but now we're really in like, he's definitely, he's clearly like a Joe Pesci character type deal, like uh, like in Casino yeah. or whatever. He's like kind of a nut, but he's even more of a nut. Uh, and now it's, like, such an impact. Like, you're not forgetting this character now. He's the guy that just beat the shit out of a pregnant lady. Um,
0: and yeah. And he beat her to death. His pregnant lady. Yes. And, um, yeah, it, uh, he he's, he's almost over the top. Like, almost. But he does a good job of it, I'll say, like, acting-wise. That it's um, – because it, it's – every scene he has, he's, like – so extreme i guess it's the slightly more grounded scenes like I, I i mentioned like when they're having dinner like what's the point of that scene but just grounding him in a weird way not showing how, what a psychopath he is all the time uh take having him take out jackie jr to do a thing and like oh i want the kids to like me like it adds a bit but then you know he he's clearly you know we want the connection to be between or the most obvious connection is between caitlin and tracy but i think there's some connection as well between ralphie and caitlin who she has these huge ups all of a sudden like we when we were first introduced to her and then downs uh ralphie feels like a little bit the same way where he's like oh i'm just a regular yo normal guy and then all of a sudden it goes to 11 very yo peshy.
1: yeah and also um the like more mundane, grounded scenes with him. It's like he's always he's always socially hanging out with Tony, and Tony doesn't really yeah. like him, but it yeah. just does to show like he ha- like I guess he tolerates him from a few uh, angles. Like, again, I mean, they point out what a good earner he is. Plus, he's involved with Rosalie April and the April's are very close friends of the Sopranos. Um, and I don't know, maybe just to keep him close and keep an eye on him, I guess. But it is interesting because it's like when they're in their mob life tony's always like annoyed with this guy but then we always cut to him having dinner with him and fucking <laughs> laughing and having to hang out with him all the time so
0: yes it's it, his hands are a bit tied um so uh, we do have another scene here in the library is it a genius move to break up with someone in the library because they're either going to be really quiet about it or they're gonna or it's gonna be it's either gonna be no scene or the hugest scene ever right
1: yeah yeah it's like a nice gamble i guess because more likely you're probably gonna get no scene or you're gonna get yeah the craziest scene i i mean i guess you you made a point about her being negative but I was so annoyed that that was his reasoning. Like it was, it's such a douchey thing to say. Uh, Like you're too cynical. You're too negative. I didn't want to get into this, but, and it, and and it's what an insult. Like, I know it's kind of an insult to be like, it's not you. It's me. But it's even more insult to be like, yeah, it's you. It's totally you. It's all you,
0: yeah. And I, the way he says, like, I really didn't want to get into this, because that sounded to me like I'm about to explain, but then he just puts his glasses on and keeps reading, doesn't even look at her. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't want to, so I won't. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, great. Yeah. So she just has to scuttle off. What an insult.
1: Um and I mean we we mentioned it but we glossed over it a bit but like what a move what a move to get the restraining order and I and like it is fun like Meadow's reactions like he could have just like said something to her or he could have done something yeah. it's like nope we've reached our uh, we, you know we've reached our breaking point uh, but yeah then he breaks up with her uh, then we have a nice scene we we see Melphy uh, and it's a reminder like oh well, we haven't seen Melfi this whole episode um, and Tony and Carm are there. Uh, and, t- but as we know, Tony's kind of off in his own thoughts and he has to tell a version of what he's thinking about. Obviously can't tell too many specifics. It's more about this young guy at Barone sanitation that passed away. It's interesting though, because everyone in that room, if he even by him telling that story, you know, someone was murdered. Yeah. Uh, you just don't know the specifics cause we are, we're, everyone's on the same page of who Tony Soprano is.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he just is kind of sad about it. Next scene, he's just eating cereal uh, at the at the counter there, and Meadow comes in like a thunderclap, like there's nothing to eat in this goddamn house, and it's like oh, something's something's back to normal. Yes, yeah,
1: and it's uh, I mean obviously a nice stark contrast where Meadow's devastated because you know her. I don't want to say first love, but I guess maybe I assume that's when she lost her virginity. At least as far as what yeah. the shows told us, uh, she's lost that, or at least her first, you know, college fling. But meanwhile, like Tracy's devastated because she's dead and <laughs> had the shit beat out of her, uh, and she's also kind of showing uh, Tony in a way like that's that's what Tony does. Tony comes in and he's mad and he's slamming cabinets and he does, where's the gobble ghoul and, uh, these fucking motherfuckers on the phone. Like, uh, so I like that. And then of course we cut to some of the no name strippers, you know, with the little gossip. Like I heard she went out with Ralphie and never came back. And it's like, well, you better keep what you heard to yourself. And we got a new girl in line and you know, here goes the cycle again. Uh, it continues on
0: symmetry starts over and, um, you know we will we will remember Tracy in our own special way that we always do here oh, at yes. uh, Cut to Black. Uh, it's an honorable thing to oh, do. Oh shoot! For all I the don't have my soldiers. Things God damn it! Yeah, better get your <laughs> counter thing up. Hold on, or your soundboard, whatever you do, because we were at twenty-five for everyone keeping track at home. We were at twenty-five deaths and ten walkouts uh walkouts uh, you know they've been sparse when you don't have any therapy it's hard to fit them in but uh i you ready jim
1: i'm pulling them up now and you know what this is actually great you know know i'm gonna spin this Mm. much in the same way that like ralphie i'm not ralphie that paulie christopher silvio are so flippant at the death of an innocent young girl i didn't even have my counters up after the oh, death of this innocent young girl, after I was saying how brutal it was and how rough, yeah. here I am, not even a second thought, not even adding it to the counters. But yes, let's go ahead and add to the counters. That is another one in the death column.
0: So we're now... We're, we're all the way up to 26 deaths. Um, pretty good. Pretty good for this uh, <laughs> show. Like you mentioned, it's, uh, it's a rough one, uh, but you still didn't have your counter up, so... Uh, I'll uh, leave what that says about Jim to the the listener's (laughs) imagination. Now, if you want to say something to Jim, perhaps about The Sopranos, you can email us your thoughts on this or any other episode to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. We will also push, again, like we mentioned at the top, we do love those reviews. Please do send a review on iTunes with a little text about the show and why people should listen to it. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, I mean, hey, we're giving you all this great content. Uh we're all going on this great journey of the sopranos. Uh you can give a little back if you would. But I think there's just one more thing left to say. And what's that? Cut to black